Hey guys, I'm your host, Tim Dormer. Welcome to the extension of Pop Sugar Australia's pilot season of Popcast, back by popular demand. You might remember first half of the season, we explored life after reality TV. And now we'll be interviewing the masterminds that work behind the scenes to put together some of your favourite reality TV shows. In this episode, we're talking to award-winning Australian television editor, Luke Huggett. He spent the last eight years editing popular reality TV shows such as The Block, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, Australian Survivor and Master Chef Australia. As an editor, Luke sees just about everything captured on camera and plays a pivotal role in what you see on some of your favourite reality TV shows. Welcome to Podcast, Luke. Thanks, Tim. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, let's start by what life is like as an editor. What what actually do you do? You, you receive all the footage and what kind of instruction are you given to create the finished product that is the TV show that we watch? Well, um, that really depends on the type of show that you're working on. But in terms of uh, first things first, the footage is given to assistant editors and they sort of put it all in the computer, as it were, right? so we can edit with it. Yep. Um, we don't take care of any of that. It's this entire level of black magic that they take care <laughs> of. And they are the spine of a, any show, is yep. the assistant editors, and they right. do a great job. Oh, I'm so excited to chat to an editor today because I guess when everyone questions how real is reality TV, it, it always comes down to, well, the editing. And, and I mean, if, if you're someone who thinks that, you, like, if you're a contestant and you weren't represented well on TV, you can always fall back on, well, it's the oh, editing. Yeah, blame the editor, yeah, You blame the editor. And I guess you're just a guy that's got your job to do. Someone tells you what pieces you put together to create the final product. I kind of want to know from you how much... How much influence do you have, your role, how important it is in how we perceive these contestants on reality TV and how the story kind of unfolds? Sure. So, it's a bit of a team team job between the editor and uh, their post-producer as well. So, right. it's between us making having discussions but also just watching how the show comes together. It's yep. about when you put characters together in a TV show, it's about context. It's what yep. they've given you before and what they're going to give you after as well. Okay, yeah. And so we work together with the footage that we've got to tell their story. Yeah, right. And so, okay, you come into into office and you've got what this footage, you're, you're putting together an episode. Mm-hmm. And the assistant producers, oh, the assistant editor, sorry. They're taking care of all that media stuff and I'm going to sit down and start editing. So we've got to work out what, it depends. It's, 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 it really depends on the show. So, mm-hmm. with something like, say, The Block, you've got an end goal and that you've got to create an episode that also fits into the rest of the building week that you're doing. Right. So, you've got all these building stories that you've got to hit, plus you've got all these human drama stories that you've got to hit that have yeah. got to start somewhere and also finish somewhere yeah. as well. And so, the field who have shot this all will give you notes about what has actually happened. So, right. you're not just going in blind, but you still need to watch it all and work out. Oh, so you do watch it all before you start chopping? Not all the time, yeah. sometimes, but- <laughs> The yeah, highlights. Yeah, but a lot of the producer will more often than not, just so they know everything that they're working with, they will watch it all. Yeah. yeah. And do they they give you time codes, I guess, so you, you can um, sift through the footage yeah, quickly? Yeah, time codes or a lot of the time, uh, producers these days really know how to edit, not like to the, the level that editors edit at, mm-hmm. but they can put a story together. Yeah, just by using Avid or Premiere, Premiere right, yep. or Final Cut Pro or whatever, yep, yep. whatever you're editing on, so they will actually just give you their versions of things. Okay, yeah, 
and then you use that to add all the you know the the stuff like music sound effects change the shots breathe you know give it breadth or nice. you know cut it down okay because that's what we want to kind of hear how much does that sort of stuff the, the things you add to the footage change the story or or bring out the story more i guess when sure. you you've just got um you've edited a conversation or a challenge or whatever and then, I mean, surely it's that masterpiece moment when you've added the sound and, and you have worked out the timing and made it all. Yeah. It becomes Does it become something else or you think it just sort of, I don't know, it's like... It does become something else and you can actually change the reality of what you're making by adding or taking away things or even like music choice is actually a really, really big one. Yep. So you can create a scene where people are just having a conversation but with the music that you use will actually change how that conversation is perceived so wow. I can put like some really light-hearted tinkly kind of music and make it kind of a little bit quirky yep or depending on what they're saying if it feels appropriate you can put some big sort of like booming dramatic music on it yep and it changes the message yep. that the audience at home is taking out of that based on the sort of cues that they're getting from the sound that we've created then when we go back to that original point that I made that people blame the editing I guess that is manipulating what was reality. It is. You're mani- adding something that wasn't there very, when that person made that comment. It is very much adding, uh, sorry, manipulating, but I don't feel of it as like evil manipulating. Yeah. It's just enhancing manipulating. Yeah, yeah. So people in reality TV, you know, contestants or whatever you want to call them, um, they'll, they've always given you something to work with, right? And I'm just sort of turning the volume up yeah, on that a little yep. bit. Yep. Or just slightly repositioning it to fit better within a story. Yep. And at the end of the day, it's entertainment. That That's the 100%. purpose of what we're creating. It's it's not... I, I guess, though, you, um, like you've worked on the big entertainment shows, but yep. when we're talking about documentary editing, like we, we spoke to Laura Waters last week who worked on Year 12 Diaries, and, yep. and it was really important that the story remained pure and it was represented in the way that it... That oh, definitely. Just making a documentary, I've worked on some documentaries where you've actually got a... Um, it's it's more about reporting what actually happened mm-hmm. and, you know, um, there's certain guidelines within sort of, you know, I know the ABC's got a, like a, a, a factual guideline right. of, you know, these stories had to have happened. We can't okay. manipulate too right. much. Right. Oh, but wow. we can, again, just turn that volume up Tweak a little it. bit yep. with that little bit, you know, the, the right type of music. Yep. And then, you know, all that other stuff that we do. You've worked on Struggle Street. Um, was that ABC or SBS? That was SBS. SBS, so yeah. Season I, two. I remember season. season one caused a bit of a stir. Oh, where, yes, didn't it? Where, I mean, it was the question whether these people should have been put in that position. And um, I, I guess, uh, like, that was documentary. And, uh, I mean, they weren't being exploited yep. for entertainment. It was about... Fact, they were facts. These are real life people. Yeah, they, they were, and I feel as though that that element of it, you, you could it could have been, yeah, it, it did come across as poverty porn if you're looking at it in the right way. That's a good way to put it, poverty porn. Well, yep. That's that's I think that's what it was labelled. Right. Well, um, when you know it was being reported, and yep. there was an outrage about it. But the other side of that is that it's these people's stories they're yep. getting told that wouldn't have been told previously because they're poor and nobody's paying attention to them. And that was that. It was just telling somebody else's story that isn't normally on TV that just happened to be in these unfortunate situations, sometimes of their own creation. But 
their stories are just as valid as anybody else's yeah. stories. Yep. And I guess it does go back to the, the line that producers use about um, when editing's um, sort of brought up is that if someone said it, uh, like, it, it's it's real, it happened. We, we, we can't make you say anything that you haven't said. Well, you yeah. might be adding music yep. or sort of cutting it out of context, but... I mean, it is still reporting reality. Like, it, Yeah, that's true. And we, we, as editors, yeah, we actually have the ability to make you say something that you didn't say. So, we can take an interview that you've done and take a word here and a word there and move wow. it around. But here's the but, thing. You, you can tell that we've done it. Like, it sounds... Because, yes. Because the way that okay. people talk in natural conversation or, you know, they're doing yeah. stuff, there's ups and downs to everything. And if you're just selecting words... Yeah. The intonations are wrong, and you can the human ear can totally but, tell. But that it's I like, think your trained ear could hear. Right. But average Mary Jo at Parramatta, she's watching. No, it I reckon the average person can hear you it do? very yep. much. So yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. But you're saying it does happen. I mean, sometimes you wouldn't have the line on camera; it might have got missed. Mm. But you've got something else that's one of the contestants said in an interview that you could use taken out of context. It is something that does happen, but it's not overly common. You only use it as like a get out of jail. <laughs> Do you have to get it ticked off by someone? Like, is, is it one of I those th- things I where we're bending the rules is, here? I th- yeah, I think there is often sometimes a bit wow. of a legal pass that has to... Like, every episode that ever goes out yep. on TV does get a legal pass across it. Yeah. From lawyers. Like there are media lawyers that have to look at... Yes. See, this is everything. an interesting thing. I mean, the contract that contestants sign when they go on a show... I, I signed that one of the clauses is you are maybe going to be taken out of context, Mm, things that you've said, and you're signing that away. So, we're basically giving permission for you to do the thing that you're saying that you acknowledge is a little bit bending the rules, but it is a little bit bending the rules. But every now and then, like there's sort of like degrees of what's acceptable. Like I'm not going to make you say something outlandish, like my name's Tim, I killed my mother. Yeah, but like if I need you to just say three words that can link a thought, wow, I'll yeah. use that because yeah. I need. You to need to tell those, the story. I need to tell yeah. the story, and I need to get that thought across. I remember. I don't think it happened in Big Brother Australia, but when I did Big Brother Canada, they were notorious for getting us to come in, in the diary room, and it was a producer that would say, "Hey, we need this line. Are yep. you able to just to say this line?" I didn't know how it was being used. I just thought it was maybe in a promo or something. But of course, what actually I I have a example of seeing where my head was back to camera. Oh, yeah. So, you couldn't see my mouth moving. Yep. I'm in one of the bedrooms and the line that was a voiceover from the diary room was just Was put used behind that? To sure. comment on the conversation that was happening in the room and it just sort of... I wasn't involved in that but it, it brought me in and and it does totally change oh, the yeah, reality yeah, of what happened. Lines used out of context can be incredibly powerful in that respect. But... As a general rule, we don't do it. You don't do so it. So, there's sort of like a little... T- my, my sort of little giveaway that somebody's sort of inserted something that wasn't or might have been taken out of context is that you don't see them, their lips moving, mm-hmm. or like you mm-hmm. don't, you're not getting a full frame of their face or yep. them when they're actually saying it. You know, sometimes, you know, you'd make it an artistic decision not to show people, but, yep. you know, if there's something kind of really pivotal being said yep. and you're not seeing the person say it, maybe it might have been cheated. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to be watching with <laughs> not naive eyes anymore. But I like I said, it doesn't happen doesn't that happen often. often. Yeah. Has there been an instance where you've had the directive that this is what we want, this is how we want it edited, and you felt uneasy about that? I've never felt uneasy about sort of sending somebody in a direction because 
before you um, before I make it into TV as it were um, I've seen them and I can make a judgment call that they've given me something that's at least adjacent to what right. yep. what the direction that it's I'm not out of them. character it's not completely out of character yep. yeah so I on a, a show that I had worked on previously yep. um, at a rap party uh, one of the contestants of the show came and spoke to me and like we were just chitty chatting yep. and it was then came to what I did and then as an editor and that's when they got their backup saying, oh, oh wow. you really pushed like, you know, you oh, you stitched yep. us up a lot of the time and they started yep. to get a little on the aggressive side and I was just like, buddy, you gave me everything that I needed to work with. Yeah. And so that as you're that's 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 I'm not saying that it's on you. I maybe yep. again turned up the volume on yep. that one a little bit, but you gave it to me. Wow. As your role on this I TV can't believe show. they actually blamed you. Oh, well, yeah, because they get yeah, – yeah, they'll roll out the blame. Well, I guess, like, this is this is the number one thing that I think disgruntled contestants would have a uh, gripe about, and that's the editing. And some people I – I do feel sorry for some people. They are remembered forever as how they were portrayed, mm. but I think they're a little bit, I don't know, not self-aware enough to realise maybe – you're, you are like yeah, that. Yeah, you are like He just that. didn't so, know. <laughs> I can, in all honesty, say Nat, that I've never had a conversation with a producer in any TV show that I've worked on saying, we need to make this person a villain. Wow. Or yep. anything like that. It's yep. always you just sort of show them for... What they're what, giving you. What they're giving you. Mm. That whole, you know, they're the villain of this series thing, yep. that's something that the audience decides. But surely a music behind the line <laughs> will totally make someone a villain. Again, I just considered that turning the volume up slightly, <laughs> that's all. Oh, I love it. So, was reality TV, was that um, where you wanted to work? Is this, you, you're doing the career that that you wanted or where did you start off? Where I started, I actually started, so after I finished, a, I did a degree in television um, at Charles State University in Wagga Wagga wow. and yep. then um, that gave me some really good grounding but I got a job at the ABC yep. uh, working in their videotape section, their post-production videotape and I just sort of was there for a couple of years and this is sort of like might date me but that's when things were on tape. Yep. Now that's not the case right. but yep. from there for after being in videotape for a couple of years I worked as an assistant editor doing that sort of yeah, the ingesting of the footage and organising it that black magic sort of stuff yep. and then I started editing shows and then I was working at the ABC for about seven years and then I just sort of decided that I just needed to do something after seven years I was like I'm ready to go and do something else yep. and so I left the ABC and went freelance and then so sort of for that first year or so, I was a little bit sort of just taking whatever work I could get, worked on um, sort of like some, I guess, sort of like musical entertainment sort of stuff, dipped my toe into MasterChef. Oh, yeah. And then did a Australia's Got Talent. And then uh, a friend, like, you know, you meet people as you go, like other editors, other producers, suggested, would you like to work on the block? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll totally yeah. work on the block. And I loved working for those guys so much that I just kept on going back season yeah. after season. And then yeah. I've done like six six seasons, maybe seven of the block. Yeah, wow. And then so from there, you just sort of just, you know, you start refining and developing your craft as an editor doing reality TV. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, again, that whole friend, you meet people, they'll take you to a different show and they'll introduce you to somebody else. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're in Africa working on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Oh, wow. That must have been a whole new ball game because, I mean, you're not, you don't have the studio working 
where oh yeah, like yeah you, that, you're that out one. in the jungle very much so you're out you're in the middle of almost nowhere the closest town from where you are is like a 40 minute drive away wow and so you are literally just down the road from where the celebrities are there in their camp yep I mean we have, we're staying in like you know little cabiny chalet sort of things we've got running water and all that kind of stuff yeah. but it is essentially you are when you're making that show experiencing a version of what they're experiencing yeah. as well and I guess the time zone would would mu- mess around with your head as well like you've got deadlines you've got to deliver an episode oh yeah very much so as the editors as well so based on the time zone and when it goes to air in australia at night time a lot of the like you know the edits suites are running 24 7 in that place but a lot of the show comes together between african time midnight and about seven in the morning oh gosh so you 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 literally (laughs) live in this opposite sort of world yeah so you sleep during the day you work at night time you might switch that around for a couple of days off, go see some rhinos and stuff, yeah. but then come back and then you're doing it again week after week. Gosh, how do you keep saying? Because I guess as an editor, you're just watching TV screens and there's hours and hours and hours of footage. Mm. How do you um, like not lose sight of the forest for the trees? Like, are you like you've, you've got the storyline that you've got to tell? Yeah. Do you ever just go crazy and you just, I, I can't look at a TV screen anymore? <laughs> oh, very much so. So, when I finish work at night time, I don't really watch. I Like, I watch TV. There's certain yeah. TV shows that I love. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you just need to take a break, go to the gym, go for a walk. Yeah. I've got two dogs, so I do yeah. that sort of stuff. So, yeah. I guess it's like all of us. We're all staring at a screen these days. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you've said that different shows require a different editing process. What what reality TV shows do you think are really well produced and edited? I think The Block is yep. beautifully made in so much as... And it's also incredibly well produced in so much as the team that they've got running post-production up there, um, they embrace the no format and want you to put yourself into each episode. So, right. in, in a really rudimentary sort of way, they essentially just give you your days that make up your episode and say, go, make wow. TV. Oh, and wow. they'll let you have as much fun with it. Yep. As long as you're telling a story that's cohesive yep. and matches up with the other episodes around it. Okay, yep. So, if you ever watch an episode of The Block, one episode is very different from the next because that one, you know, one episode is made by one combo of an editor and a producer, right. and the next one is made totally by yeah, people. some totally different people. Well, I was going to ask that: Does the format become repetitive in each episode? That, well, that's the block in particular. Yeah. Um, shows like say cooking, a lot of cooking format cooking shows like yeah. Master Chef or My Kitchen Rules, they've got a very distinct format that mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. that they follow, and you know, an audience member they become you know increasingly savvy they know what's yeah, going on yeah you know musical ramp up towards the end I, and it's what show was be. it it might have been the bachelor i was watching and i i could often pick the result of a rose ceremony based on the music or the the way that they'd oh no it was it was american idol the way that they like you could almost pick and i wonder the if, way that they'd, that they'd presented them you could almost tell yes, it was almost like a little bit of a clue. the order of things and you kind of like wow I, i'm sort of understanding the tools of the trade of what the editor's done to to build that suspense or whatever but then it becomes a little bit like you you're right audiences can sniff it yeah yeah definitely um we sometimes do plant because like you know any part of a good tell um telling a story is you've got a plant in little bits that make the end of the story make yeah. sense. Yeah. And so, you know, there's many different ways that you can do that, but that you 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 you've got to have your result at the end of it make sense to the viewer otherwise you're just like what the hell's going on? 
<laughs> telling the story and, and yeah. dropping little bits along the way, I guess, to get to that end yeah, point. Yeah, because you've got to have a satisfying payoff and resolution yep. for your audience member. Yeah. And essentially, as the editor, I am the first audience member. Yeah, right. I'm yep. the first person that looks at things and I'm also the first person that, you know, and I sculpt it together. Yeah. And I've got to treat it as, A, somebody that's telling a story, but I've also got to also look at it like an audience member. Yeah. So, so, okay, when are the times when it goes wrong then and maybe you've hit a dead end in the way that you've edited something or, or did, like, surely that happens where your boss or, or producer that you're working with says, no, actually, we can't edit it this way. Is it? Does that happen often? It, do, it does sometimes. Sometimes you do go down little rabbit holes of trying to tell a story yeah. that just doesn't ever get it over the line like it right. might start off really really promisingly but then just sort of like life sometimes people just peter out and then yeah. that's it they do they lose sight of yep. what they're doing or they don't care anymore they have a change and sometimes that can be the story is the change that they have but sometimes pretty rarely though the story will just peter out and you know there's there's plenty of things that I've cut over my career that just never see the light of day yeah it's, it's all very interesting because I guess, yeah, this is the side of it that we don't... We know that there's producers working with them, but we forget that there's people that... Yeah, it's like a jigsaw puzzle that are cutting up the pieces and it's shaping the, the picture that we yeah. see. The jigsaw puzzle part is really... Somebody said that to me. I'm not going to claim credit for it because I'm not that smart. But they said, essentially, you are putting together a jigsaw puzzle... But when you start doing it, you don't know what the jigsaw puzzle looks like, the finished point. Oh, that God. Makes sense. Yeah, okay. Right. So, you've just got the pieces, but you you've don't got have the, the pieces, box. That, but you don't have the box it. that you need to copy yeah. off. But eventually, through, you know, time and pushing the buttons and adding music and sound effects and, you know, changing shots and all that yeah. other stuff, you get your completed jigsaw puzzle. So, Luke, upon seeing footage when the show goes to air, do you ever feel like each contestant is not accurately portrayed? For the most part, I would say people are very accurately portrayed. Like yeah. what I was saying before, um, that you know how people always give you, like you know, working in reality TV, you reality is the king basically. So if they've given you something, you can work with it. Mm-hmm. And so we, hmm, um. Always watching his words yeah. here. I like <laughs> this. A, yep. I don't We're want to go down that sort of line. that evil manipulatey sort of thing. Again, it is it is really just about accentuating and we create a vibe. Oh, sorry. We, we create emotion for what they've given us, if that yeah. makes sense. So, well, I guess you've got to hit those drama points when you're putting together an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can- and we, we add jeopardy or we add, yeah. you know, emotion to it by all those choices that we yeah. make as editors. But surely, okay, you're you're watching this being recorded, and maybe maybe someone's acting out of character. Like you think the stress of the situation's getting to them. Maybe uh, I don't know that they've said something on camera that you think might be out of normal behaviour for them. Yep. That it, that it's they're under this the stress of the situation because mm-hmm. it's not a real environment. The set of a, oh, a yeah, reality yeah, yeah, yeah. TV. It, I mean. Or if someone has a breakdown in the jungle, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Like, do you feel uneasy about showing those moments? Or I think so. Well, it depends. Some of those moments can be um, quite, quite confronting to watch as they're happening. Like, I've seen plenty of celebrity have a meltdown over a Tucker trial that they've had mm. to complete. And you've got to ask yourself as the editor and also as the producer, but then you're also dealing with the executives as well, mm. like, is this how we're going to be showing that person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
that sort of decision making is often, you know, you know, discussed in the edit. Like, mm. we can do it this way, or we can do it this way. But mm. sometimes, that, like you know, that 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 raw emotion that sometimes people in stressful situations give you is the most fascinating yes. thing yep. that you're ever going to see. Like Jackie Gillies in this um, season of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me mm-hmm. Out of Here, was constantly having meltdowns on, right. on during the Tucker trial. She's yep. afraid of heights. Yeah. And whenever um, there was like a, a high wire, heights-based yep. um, challenge, <laughs> the Australian public would always vote her in. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like- because they wanted to see her do it. Because what she gave us and what she gave the audience, her reaction was the most fascinating mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. She probably, I don't think she ever, like she probably completed one or two of them, those high wire things. But her meltdowns mm. and her reaction to being placed in that situation was the most fascinating thing about that. Mm. I, and I guess that's that's what we're wanting to watch. That's the jeopardy, isn't it? That's oh, the, 100%. Like, as an editor, when, you, when you're when seeing those moments on set, uh, is it like Unreal at all, where producers are telling people to say certain things to get a reaction or an outcome? Oh, well, pr- so producers are in, in the field, the ones that are giving us what, you know, the, the you know, there's two different sort of, like, divisions between, for reality TV, there's field producers, mm-hmm. and they're the people that are with the cameraman and the contestants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different for a Big Brother situation, because mm. it's all automated, but there were, few, you know, story producers mm-hmm. working in mm-hmm. the control room, and that happens with I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here as well. But there's also post-producers that yep. sort of take everything after the fact and then right. yep. do it that way. But so it's really down to the field uh, producers to be asking and placing your contestants in that situation. More often than not, they're not going to say, I need you to say this. Yep. But they will ask them questions that will lead them in a yes. direction to sometimes, yep. not all the time, a lot of the time, get the answer that they Oh, absolutely. After. I've been in that situation as a contestant where um, you've got the producer continually asking the same kind of question, just using different words and kind of darting around, trying to get you to say... And I know the line they want me to say. I know... And uh, I guess that was how I won that show, was in that specific moment of yep. working out... I know what they're wanting to do with this story, with mm-hmm. the line of questioning they're asking me. I can either give them this line and they're just going to cut it and everything else I've said today won't matter because this is the line that they're hunting for. They're wanting this out of me. And sometimes I'd say to them, I know what you want and I'm not going to give it to you. And I wonder how many other contestants said that. Or sometimes I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't even let them know that I was aware of where they were leading me. I just play so naive and give them something else that I thought was, I don't know, I wonder how many other contestants are aware of that, that it's just often one word or one line that they want that they can use as a... Yeah. They don't want a 30-second answer. They just need that quick sound grab of, I thought that meal tasted like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. They, they want... They push that... Per, the producer pushes the contestant to, to that point where they say the... That the, one thing the that they want The passionate line say, yeah. that, that they can use. Yeah, that's true. Or um, sometimes they will say something that's completely not what you were after, but that's usable as well. Yeah, because right. Because it, humans are complicated um, people. They'll say one thing in reality, but then you ask them in an interview sort of situation yes, where you're discussing yep. things, they're going to tell you something different. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're more guarded, I guess, in yeah, interview yeah, situations. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So, what I, when, I, when I'm putting together, I'm, I'm working on Survivor at the moment. Mm. So, um, 
when I'm putting an episode together, because there's a lot of like gameplay where mm. you've got, you know, Tim and Luke are having a conversation about who they're going to vote for. Mm-hmm. The way I treat that is what's happening in reality is the game yep. and then what they tell the producer in interview is wow. the truth. That's how I approach it. Oh, wow. So, I'm happy to have a scene where this person says, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to be part of, I'm going to vote with you yep. and then turn around the next time and just go, I was lying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it happens. Because I mean, humans are complicated. Oh, very, yeah. And I, I guess uh, we're wondering how real is reality TV. You've got humans that you can't predict. And, I mean, it, we don't know how they're going to act in any situation. And what we see, I guess, is a version of that reality. They're just under the stressful situation of being filmed or being pressed by producers. They're just answering. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And people will react in a, in a magic, like, you know, in a variety of different mm. ways. Mm. Um, you know, either it's a meltdown or they'll just get on and do it. Or, you know, I've seen, in, again, back with I'm a Celebrity, some celebrities, when they're confronted by something that scares them, they just stop talking. Yeah. And just do it. Yeah, right. They just get it done, especially sports people. Sports celebrities are the masters of yes. just getting it done. Why do you think that is? They're, they're worried about being seen as, as weak? I think it, I, no, it could be something like that, but I also think it just comes down to they've got a – They've got a job to do sometimes in you yep. know, a sporting arena yep, or yep. whatever it is that they do. That, that, that's just like they switch into a different mode. Wow. And then it's just like I'm just in the zone, as it yep. were, and they just get it done until it's over and done with. I think it's interesting having – let's chat about um, celebrity-based reality TV shows. Sure. I mean, you've worked on I'm a Celeb. They're, they're, it's a different um, ball game because you're working with people who their reputation is their career and they're established, they're often media trained. Yeah, that's true. And they also come with their own baggage as well and sense of expectation. Yes. Yeah. The so audience the, already knows a lot yeah, about Yeah, yeah, them. Like, yep. you know, um, yeah. The audience does already know this person or they've already got a preconceived idea about this person that's now a contestant on yes. a reality TV yep. show. Yeah. I mean, well, Sophie Monk's season of The Bachelor, it was a huge success. Great season, by the way. Yeah, and now we have Nick Cummins as The Bachelor. Do you reckon having celebrity talent makes it easier or more challenging for people like you working behind the scenes? Ooh, it can go either way. So, there are certain celebrities um, that sometimes don't give you what you'd expect them to give you. Like, right. they're, they're either... Not necessarily intentionally trying to change the way that they're perceived, but right, or yeah. they're giving they're not giving you what you'd expect of yeah, their their reputation. Their reputation. But yeah. um yeah. I guess a lot of it is a redeeming option for celebrities in Australia to go on a reality TV show and, and maybe change how people perceive you. Oh, very much. And so. we've seen that. Like, I mean Bernard Tomic doing celebrity I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. We thought I don't know. Was it going to be the the time that we all fell in love with him? And I, was he going to give it a go finally? But he, he didn't kind he of didn't. change when, the when story. He, when he left after, what, two days or something like yeah. that, I was really disappointed because I thought he was given this brilliant opportunity to change the way that the public yeah. thought about it. Yep. And because the people, because, like, you know, humans are very complicated, but also they change and evolve as you, you know, give them yeah. time and change the situations that they're in. Had he have stayed in there for, you know, a week, two weeks, he would have come out a different person. Oh, absolutely, Because you yeah. change and grow and you're sculpted yep. by the environment that you're around. And I would have loved to have seen... 
Pete Rose Thorne be ridiculous with Bernard Tomic. It yeah. would have been amazing, and it yeah. and all that sort of stuff could have really changed. Yeah, bring it, bring out the best in Bernard Br- Tomic. Yeah, yeah. But oh, unfortunately, we didn't get to see that. I, I remember that that first week or two of being on a reality TV show as a contestant, you are still finding your feet, and you are. I mean it. A lot of people want to chuck in the towel early on, yeah, I guess. I can and I, I feel as though for him, he he just never pushed through that first. I'm uncomfortable here. Yeah, mind you, getting bitten by that snake like oh, as many yeah. times he, as he, he did on the bad, first yeah. day, he had it real yeah. bad. Yeah. So, well, after witnessing behind the scenes of reality TV, would you ever consider being a t- contestant yourself? And what sort of Oof. show would you like to go on? I wouldn't be rushing out to be a contestant, but I would consider it if it was if it felt felt right. So the type of shows I'm going to appeal on bouncing back to these. Yeah, but I really like the block. I yeah, re- I, I really like that renovation show. It's something that I'm interested in. You know, I've yep. renovated a place myself. Yep, and so. I think I would be awful at it, yeah. but I'd give it a go. Yeah. And then something like Survivor, because I sort of know how that works. I don't think it's going to give me any great advantage, but yep. I reckon Survivor would be a lot of fun. Like, there's some really physical stuff in yeah. there. You're often in a really beautiful location. Yeah. And you get to meet some cool people. and In the game. I, I wonder how much of the knowledge you've gained from editing and how a show is put together would help your game as such. Because I, I feel as I, my success to winning Big Brother was that I understood what was required to put together this TV show and, and how just giving them content ensured that I would stay on the show. Yeah, that's true. I wonder, like, surely for you, you would understand that part of putting together reality TV. I think I understand that, but but because Survivor isn't voted off, people yeah, aren't voted yeah. off yep. by um, the, the viewers, the, the viewers yep. you're voted off by the people that you're hanging yes. out with and the people that you alienate and, you know, people that can perceive you as a, f- a threat. That's yep. actually the biggest one that gets rid of people yeah, on Survivor. Yeah, absolutely. They're a threat. They've got to go. Um I, I think that would change the, the, the way the game is played yeah, completely. Yeah. And so uh, there are people that fly under the radar in, in, in every sort of reality yeah. TV show and they often last a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they're acid right at the end where the big players come back in. I don't think it would probably give me an advantage, truth be told. Mm. Because yeah, right. there, there are 24 other people well, I guess deciding my fate. You also see that um, people that take it a little bit too seriously and try and play the game really like strategically, but it ends up costing them the game because we just don't see any natural human behaviour and the audience doesn't warm to them or they don't warm to the other contestants. I, I guess it is that fine line. If, if you want to go on reality TV as a contestant, understand that... You, <laughs> Knowing the game doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win. Yeah. Like, I've seen it many times on Survivor where people go in there, I'm going to win, I, I understand yep. what it takes, I know how to be strategic, and yet they fail. Yeah, 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 that's true. And also, like, people that are really successful on reality TV always give something back. It's just being on reality TV isn't enough. Like, say, for example, you're a yep. season of Big Brother. Like, you did, you just gave and gave and gave. Yeah, you gave content for to give it a really clinical name. Yep. You're just constantly giving... Yep. The people making the show something to work yes, with. Yes, yep. And so, like, even on, like, last year's season of The Block, they weren't particularly loved as characters, but, and, you know, we got accused of it being the Ronnie and Georgia show. Yeah, right. But it was the Ronnie and Georgia show because- They just they kept giving. kept yep. on giving us stuff. Yep. And it was good for the most part. It was, you know, that agitation that they gave to each other- Yep. And then to the couples around them was interesting. Yeah, how do you think um, it's changed through the years? Like, well, probably reality TV. It's been nearly ten years or over ten years since sort of Big Brother started, I guess. Yeah. 
Do you think, um, I guess, the nature of people applying for the shows has changed, but what about in terms of what audiences want to watch? Has that changed in, in and how that affects you as an editor putting together the story. Mm. Um, the way I think stuff has changed is so much as like, so the, the your initial reality TV shows, like your first couple of seasons of Big Brother or even some of the sort of more obscure ones, like The Mole. Do you remember yeah, that one? Yeah, I love The Mole. That's right. They were Grand really Bella. sort of like, not budget, but they were just more, they, they were really held back. They were quite observational. They were almost, okay, you could yep. consider them social experiments in a yep, way. Yep. And the way that, you know, things played out. Now we've got, you know, people in there, producers in there, manipulating, pushing people in directions and, I, and just amping up the drama that it's almost taking reality TV these days, I find, is almost taking cues from drama. Yes. Or cinema. Yep, right. Like, it's, it's there's there's stories that the the reality contestants bring mm-hmm. and then you've got professional people like producers that then develop that yep. story to the point of the lines are a little bit blurred, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. So, I mean, it's, it's just like watching a, a sitcom or, or a soapy in a way. Mm. But the characters don't have lines. But yeah, it's it's a, you could almost say instead of um, reality TV, things have become unscripted. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And what we do in the edit is create that script for them. Yeah, wow. That's a good way of explaining it. Thanks, I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's really interesting. I mean, watching how reality TV has evolved and how. We change what we want to watch at the moment. We're all obsessed with the dating shows. They are still huge, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I mean, editing that. Have you worked on? I've not worked on a Bachelor. Um, I would consider very much working on the on the Bachelorette. I, yeah. I, I think the Bachelor and the Bachelorette are two completely different beasts. I know that. How do you it's say just that? the change of genders, but yep. I find it more interesting to watch the outlandishness of men playing for one woman. For one woman, yeah. As opposed to the other way around. Yes. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. And yep. I also feel as though they might have different um, overarching producers, like executive producers. The, right. The Bachelorette, to me, seems to have a bit more of a sense of humour about it okay, than The Bachelor. Yep. Well, I guess you've That's got- just my opinion, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I guess there is something funny about that, that many guys sort of- Chasing after one girl. Yeah, and then they, they often break away from what you would consider normal gender stereotypes. Yeah. And, you know, they start yep. bitching with each other. Yes, and yep. It, it, it often changes one. and evolved and, you know, they form these little cliques yep. that you just wouldn't expect from yeah. men. And that's fascinating. But do you think you could edit a, a dating reality TV show? Like, surely it would just be more painful, <laughs> the most painful to have to work on, I guess, that these... Or, 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 or with, we're talking that, that bag of tricks that an editor has. Is it more simple to edit a dating show because it's just you're adding the soppy music? Or is it- yeah, it might be. I obviously can't speak from experience, but I would definitely be open to editing something like The Bachelor. It doesn't really matter about what the show's premise is. It could be cooking. It could be celebrities. It could be people trying to live on an island. Yeah. That the fundamental storytelling remains the same is that people give you something, you're going to enhance it and then you're going to thread their story through across a whole episode and then a whole series. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Maybe that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so do, do you find it affects how you watch reality TV in terms of can you watch it without having your editor brain picking oh, up all the- Oh, very much so. So yeah. even though um, I really enjoy watching Survivor- Oh, yeah. And when I watch it, I tune, I turn off. I turn off editor brain. Really? I don't yep. try to work out what's, yep. what's going on. I just sort of not let it wash over me. I'm engaging with the content, yep. but- 
I I don't want to try to, oh, who's going home now or what's going on there. I can turn that off. Yeah, right. And thoroughly enjoy turning that off. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just nice to have be entertained by yeah. something that you work in. We always get back to that point with these chats. It's like reality TV. We know it's not reality and we know it's all sort of overproduced and, and, and you're turning up the dial on the on the drama so we feel it differently. But at the end of the day, that's why we're watching these shows. It's, it's to switch off yeah. our normal life now, our problems and, and kind of just flow along with a story, even though it might be a little bit manipulated. Yeah. And if you're entertained, then we've all done our jobs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just don't talk to the contestant at the rap party. That's, no, that's certainly not. New- <laughs> <laughs> or just, just say you work somewhere else. Like, you know, I work in marketing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's very interesting to chat to you, Luke. Thanks very much for coming on Podcast. Thanks, Tim. I, I guess... um. We're not going to blame the editor anymore. Oh, you can. (laughs) Oh, well, Luke, it was a pleasure chatting to you. Thanks for coming on Popcast. Thanks, Tim. I had a great time. Thank you. Okay, guys, we've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. In two weeks, we'll have our next special guest, so make sure you tune in to hear it all. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Acast, and all the places you normally listen to your podcasts. See you soon.